kill you in an amusement park as long as you have a dime left in your pocket. You're a wizard, Harry. Expecto Patronum! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Universal Unleashed podcast, uh, rebranded, and we are back and at it. You know, years ago, we had this podcast. Uh, it stems off the DDP Today family, but we also love the parks down the street from Disney, so we wanted to dive into Universal as well, and the thing was, we did this show, we did like four episodes, and then all of a sudden, COVID hit, and we no longer had our access to Universal, so we have decided to completely restart from the beginning, have a blast, and we've brought on a new co-host to this show, someone who loves the Universal Parks, has a lot of experience inside of them, can bring first-hand knowledge of not only doing individual trips, but also family trips as well, and that is my good buddy, Dan Rossi. Dan, how are you, man? What is going on? I am so excited to be here. I can't wait to talk Universal on a regular basis. Yeah, well, episode one of Universal Unleashed. My name is Justin. I am one of the hosts, and uh, I am an annual pass holder at Universal. Super excited to be jumping in. This first episode is just kind of talking about what we're going to be doing uh, with this with this show. Of course, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've heard us over on the DDP Today, You know, the branch off of the Disney Dads podcast, and now we are branching into what I consider really something I love as much as Disney. I really do. Like I spend a ton of time in City Walk, a ton of time in the parks. I like the properties that are at Universal. I really enjoy the hotels on property as well. Um, and to be honest, we'll talk a little bit about annual pass holder uh, perks, discounts. Because I think that's something Universal does better than Disney in the long run. So we're going to dive into each and every subject over the next uh, 100, 200, 300 episodes, however many we do with this show. Uh, but this show in particular is just kind of a getting to know you so you can get to know us, our background with the property. So Dan, let me start with you. When was your first trip to Universal, man? My first trip to Universal wasn't until 2016. Uh, we went uh, went down and kind of did a double dip where we hit uh, Walt Disney World for a few days. And then we hit Universal and kind of got to experience both parks really for uh, the first time. So it was, uh, it, was, it was great. Did you stay on property or did you stay off? We did. We stayed at Lowe's Royal Pacific. Uh, you know, yeah, and and obviously, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, resorts uh, moving forward. But I mean... Uh, after doing a bunch of research, you know, and, and you'll come to realize that staying at some of those premier resorts on Universal property uh, definitely has some of the perks that uh, make the trip even that much better. Yeah, we'll definitely dive into resorts in the future. Um, for me, I started going as a kid, as a young kid, when Universal still had uh, Nickelodeon, still had all kinds of Jaws was still there. Uh, you know, the old school King Kong uh, ride, oh. Earthquake, um, <laughs> Back to the Future, like all those great attractions. I, I grew up in the parks enjoying those. And we've seen this park, you know, not only grow, but also take on new properties such as Harry Potter brought in Men in Black, brought in, uh, you know, E.T. is a, a tried and true. I hope it never goes away. Um, you know, brought in the mummy, uh, you know, years and years ago. So we've got lots of new additions to the parks. And that's been a lot of fun to watch it grow over the years. And as an annual pass holder, you know, and I'm there quite a bit, it's it's nice to see them branch off and bring in, you know, I was super bummed when Jaws went away. Yeah. But to bring in Harry Potter and Diagon Alley to that space really kind of makes you feel a little bit better inside. So for me, I grew up in the parks. So I've kind of watched them evolve over the years. I will also tell you guys, as much as I love, love, love Universal, 
my, one of my favorite things, and I do it multiple times a year, is Halloween Horror Nights. And so we, as we get closer to Halloween Horror Nights, we'll be talking about news. We'll be talking about houses, house uh, announcements, diving into the best way to kind of attack that event. Um, because I love Halloween Horror Nights. I think it's the premier Halloween event in the country. I think Universal does it better than just about anywhere else and really enjoy it. So we'll be diving into Halloween Horror Nights. We'll be diving into the news um, and all that. So for me, uh, when I first started going, we would always stay off property. At that time, there wasn't really any on-site resorts like there are now. Universal, I will say this, Universal kind of took their tip from Disney and said, why are we letting people leave property to go stay somewhere else when we could have them here? And that's when you saw them start to build on-site resorts. And then they got really smart with they came up with a deluxe, a moderate, and a value. It's not how they're how they're kind of put into terms with Universal, but it is what they have. You know, they have Cabana Bay and they have uh, you know, Endless Summer and Dockside Inn and Suites that are more on the value side. And then you can kind of jump up as Aventura moves into that moderate uh, kind of range. And then, you know, your your deluxe resorts that give so many perks, Dan, like you were talking about with having unlimited express pass added to your to your vacation. Yes. So I I really I really think Universal is on the right track. We're gonna be talking a ton about the new park coming. You know, construction has began again after COVID. Uh, so the 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 what I'd like to call the third gate, this may be an unpopular opinion. I do not uh, believe that uh, I don't know. Volcano Bay to me is not a third gate. No, it's fine. It's okay. Do you think so? Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it is. No, it's just and it's different. Uh, it's not your standard water park with the way they do the tapu tapu. So yeah, like it's just it's just a different. It, it's basically a Disney water park in my opinion. Yeah, it had so much potential with tapu tapu, and I think they've kind of missed the mark on that. Yeah. A little bit. Um, so as you can see, too, about this show, we will be honest with our opinions. This is not a Homer Universal episode. We will tell you what we think should be changed and what we uh, what we think that we don't like. And, and I mean, we'll do multiple shows on Volcano Bay, and I think you're going to hear that the way the Tappy Tappy works for me is is why I go to Aquatica. Yeah. For me, Aquatica down the street is a better water park. So, uh, But with that said, look uh, – I grew up in the parks, but now that I have a family of my own, I have my wife, and then I have a nine-year-old daughter who's a thrill junkie. So Disney really didn't suffice for her when it came to thrills, because even at age five, six, seven, eight, she was kind of wanting those bigger uh, coasters and, and stuff like that. So as soon as she was tall enough to ride Rip Ride Rocket, she was like, Dad, we're on. We're going hands up. And she, I've got the video of her going hands up on that. The mummy. Um, we're super stoked, because we'll be in the parks here in a couple weeks. And she's finally tall enough to ride the Hulk. Now that's stepping the game up. <laughs> like How, now we're yeah that 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 one is is definitely top notch. Now is she tall enough to ride Velocicoaster yet? Yeah, she's already ridden it. Hands oh. up, man. Oof. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one. I honestly, I think that ride. Boy, I don't know. I think it's the best in Orlando. Really better than Hagrid's. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's just it's such a thrill. It it. There were a couple of times on that ride where I thought I was falling out of that seat. I was just. When, when you go upside down over the water, yeah. I may have peed myself a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. And I'm watching my kid hands up, just like uh. her hair upside down, like going towards the water. I may have peed myself just yeah. a tad uh, in, that, in that seat. So I apologize to whoever came after me. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you know our favorite things about Universal Orlando. Um, let's talk about 
CityWalk itself, give me. Do you have quite a bit of experience? Have you have you made your way around CityWalk? Yeah, I mean, we've ate in a number of different restaurants there. Um, you know, I like the options there, and and you know, I I mean, Universal Food I think is very much comparable to Disney, uh, but I honestly think that a lot of the pricing is a little cheaper than you'd find on Disney property. To be honest with you, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as restaurants, what's your go-to? Uh, well, you know what, I really love. You know, the NBC Sports Grill. Yes. Just because, I mean, it's such a big restaurant. If you're a sports fan, if there's anything going on uh, at the time you're down there at Universal, you can watch pretty much anything. I would always love to go down there like on a, on a football Sunday and just watch football all day. Uh, but again, it's just, it's just a great option and it's literally right outside both of the parks. For me, man, it's, it's gotta be twosome. I think City Walk it's the hardest to get reservation on property, like by far. People are booking this thing well out. Um, I guess now is a great time to tell everyone that's listening, look, not only do Dan and I visit the parks, not only am I an annual pass holder, not only do we spend quite a bit of time there exploring and learning about the parks, um, Halloween Horror Nights and, and Mardi Gras and all the festivals that happen. Also, we're both travel agents. We both work with Away With Me Travel, and we both um, have clients that visit the parks quite a bit. So we kind of see it from both sides with not only our personal vacations, but also booking vacations for others. So if you're looking to uh, book a Disney or uh, Disney, wow, book a Universal vacation, uh, get a hold. That's what you do when you record multiple Disney shows and a Universal show in one day. You wear many hats. I wear many hats. I just wear them all at the same time. Um, <laughs> make sure to get a hold of us. Uh, Dan at AwayWithMeTravel.com. Justin at AwayWithMeTravel.com. And let us know that you're coming from Universal Unleashed uh, so we can get you taken care of. Uh, so, yeah, for me, look, when I'm in CityWalk, Tucson is always there. Dan, I have clients going here in uh, next month. Yeah. And they are staying at a deluxe resort. They've gone all out. And I literally was on at like 75 days out to start looking at dining and I could not get a dinner reservation for Tucson. Really? Only lunch is available. Holy cow. And usually Universal is a little easier uh, dining Flaxed. system than, than Disney's is. It's, it's a lot easier to usually grab something. So that's mm-hmm. surprising. Yeah, there was, a, I mean, there was other availability for yeah. everything else. But Tucson? But just Tucson yeah, in general. That is the go-to. I mean, just their, that, that steampunk feel to it and like all the, you know, those milkshakes are unbelievable. But the food there is actually really good, too. Yeah, so. it is. Um, is there any restaurant in CityWalk that you do not enjoy? That is a good um, question to ask. I mean, Justin, I like food, so it's... <laughs> I've seen you eat, dude. It's, I've seen you put it down. It's so really I, hard to, to, to give me something that I'm just like, no thanks. Now, there, I know there's some some like chains that are in CityWalk that I probably yeah. won't want to go to just because, again, I could get it at home. When I'm in Universal, you know, I want to I want to eat Universal things. You know, I want to eat some of the, the restaurants that I'm not going to get back here in Chicago. So, uh, you know, any of any of those regular uh, staple restaurants that I have here in Chicago, I need, I don't need to eat them while I'm in Orlando. I think that's a good. And also, I will say this: I always advise people. I always say, if you're when you're in Universal, I love everything the parks do. I love the properties. I love the attractions. I love the team members. The one thing they don't do well is in-park dining. Yeah. So CityWalk really steps up the game, but that's the difference. In like, look, I'm a five-minute walk out to a nice lunch sure. somewhere instead of having to settle for an in-park burger. I really think there's a lot of opportunities, and we'll get into, you know, we'll do in-depth shows on on dining locations and attractions and stuff, but there's a lot of opportunities for families to have really good food 
if they'll just be willing to leave the park. Yeah. And the price difference isn't that that much of a difference compared to getting like a fast food burger in the park compared to like going to NBC or Big Fire, stuff like that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's comparable. The only place I ever eat in the park and I eat there regularly like pretty often is finnegan's yeah. like for me finnegan's is, is really good the food's good the prices are good once again if you're an ap holder the discounts are great for food so really um love universal uh city walk but let's talk a little bit about islands of adventure as we go over into that park you know universal if you're new to universal and you're picking this up and you're thinking maybe hey i want to do a vacation i want to go down i haven't been in 20 years or i haven't been in 10 years you know you do have two theme parks there you have islands of adventure and you have universal uh, Orlando. So with Islands of Adventure, let's talk a little bit about it. What's your favorite attraction, man? My favorite attraction? Well, I guess I already I, yeah. know that. Let's take, though, hold on. <laughs> let's take Velocicoaster off the table. Take it off the table. Because we already know that's your overall favorite. Yeah. I mean, it would then it, I would have to jump to Hagrid's for sure. You know, I mean, I, I love Hagrid's. Uh, my wife, she she's the Harry Potter nut, you know, and I think that's honestly, that's where kind of Universal changed the game because, you know, I I think... They became a huge competitor of Disney when, when, when Harry Potter came to Universal. And the rides there are incredible. So, yeah, Her- our Hagrid's is definitely my, my go-to if, if you have to take Velocicoaster out of the uh, equation. It's so funny to watch Universal and Disney go kind of like shot for shot as like Disney does Star Wars, Universal does Potter. You know, and they're just bringing in these fan bases that maybe would have never come to these parks otherwise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's interesting. But I, I, so I agree with you 100%. I think Hagrid's, I, I, not only that, I think Hagrid's is the best attraction in Central Florida. You think so? Yes, 100%. And- I, I don't think, I think from the storytelling aspect to the thrill aspect, I, I think when you ride on that motorcycle and you're hitting those speeds, it's, it's, it's the best attraction in Central Florida. Yes. I'm interested to see what Guardians of the Galaxy might do. Yeah. Maybe that'll take the space. But it's weird that you have, you know, what I think is two of the best coasters and they're at Universal. They're not at other properties around Central Florida. You know what, though, man? That's where Universal, I think, really does a good job is they embrace what they are. Universal says, we're not catering to small kids. No. Like, we have Seuss. You know, we have, uh, you know, Curious George and E.T. you can do and some other stuff, but... We're not catering to small kids. We're gonna we are gonna go for that niche market of preteens, teens, young adults, you know, and that's kind of our, you know, and 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 I guess I guess middle age. I guess we'd have to throw in since you and I are both, <laughs> you, know, you and I are both not fitting into any of those first three categories. We don't have to talk uh, about I guess that. <laughs> I guess I guess we're going middle age, buddy. I'm young at heart. Um, young at heart. Young. <laughs> but they're smart with what they do. They're smart with the fact that they they know what they are and they know the product that they should put out there, and it really works um, because we've seen the parks absolutely slam packed. You know, speaking um, make, making fun of my age and all. What are your thoughts on Forbidden Journey? Uh, I do not ride it. No, you can't handle it either. No, I can't <laughs> handle it. So that's all right. So let's talk a little bit about Universal's downfall. Yes. Okay. For people who have mild or, I mean, if you have really bad motion sickness, this is not a park for you. Yeah. I mean, it's a park for you, but there's a multiple tractions you're not going to be able to do. Right, for sure. Um, and I think that's why I love Hagrid so much. Yeah. Is that Forbidden Journey makes me not ill, like vomit all over myself ill, but just takes me out of the equation for a good hour or two. Because here's another thing. 
Universal's a little more of a party park. Yeah. So when I'm there, especially like right now, Mardi Gras going on, man. And when I'm there, I'm having a beverage at, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock. And then you have a beverage, you have a big lunch, and you go ride or you go ride uh, Forbidden Journey. And it's not going to be good for anyone sitting around me, near me, <laughs> or has to be around me for the next two hours. Um, so, yeah, what's, what's your take? Do you enjoy no, it? Well, you know what? I, I, I want to enjoy it. But again, like, I just was there over uh, last fall. And I was with my 15-year-old, and I think we wrote it like three times. And oh my goodness. finally, the third time I told him, you know, I'm like, we're done. You know, if you want to go on this again, it's going to be, it's going to be you by yourself. I just couldn't handle it. Again, I, I didn't feel sick, but I just felt like I was, I needed a rest for a while. Almost gave me a headache and just the motion. And, and it doesn't seem like you're moving around that much on that ride, but I don't know oh, what it you is. are. But what it is, it just, it just makes me feel queasy. <laughs> well, you know, I have, if you've listened to the other shows, I have a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like tight spaces. Yeah. <laughs> so that attraction, once they pin you in, and then you have these walls right next to you, and you can only see forward, and then you're moving all around. All that goes on in my head is, what if this thing gets stuck? That happened to me. See, that's <laughs> that's the most terrifying moment that could ever that could ever happen to me. I would lose it. I would lose my mind. Uh, it, it was kind of different though, because when when we got stuck, we were kind of like almost vertical like we were like laying down like at a 90 degree angle and they turned all the lights on so it kind of kind of took away a little bit of the magic because you could see everything but uh it was it was definitely a different a different experience i would be the one they would have to get to first because i would start just (laughs) screaming things that were wrong with me (laughs) having a heart attack stroke Uh, you know like they would have to they would have to instantly come to me first go back to your there would be (laughs) grandmas that they would have to bypass and small children they'd have to bypass to make sure that i was taken care of first well, go, go back to your soren uh nightmare <laughs> that would be what happened. same with soren exactly <laughs> you know what i mean it's where i was going to be stuck up there because i think you said it, it I, you know right before and i'm like oh no yeah you know this is not going to work out well <laughs> so for me forbidden journey is a no-go but that's yeah. the only no-go for me in that park i can do spider-man yeah no issues at all um you know i i, I don't love king kong um, just because of screens and there's so much going on, but I can do yeah, it. Yeah, I could do I could do King Kong. There there is a ride over in Universal Studios that I'm I'm kind of shying away from though. Well, let's head let's head over to Universal. Um, what's your preferred method to get over there? Do you, as a family, do you guys walk or do you take the train? Uh well, I mean, typically typically that's the park that'll open first. So I mean, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna walk in, and you know, I, I'm I'm the fast walker guy, so. You know, we're rope drop in the park. I know you're not really a rope dropper all the time. No. But I am a rope dropper and you know, I'm not running, but I'm I'm walking quickly. And then my wife is, you know, screaming at me in the background, telling me to slow down. And, you know, we're just trying to hit as many rides as we can early on. Well, we've ro- we have rope drop to do Hagrid's yeah. before. Um and I'm dragging Katie. It looks like I'm being sweet and holding her hand. That's not the case. I'm just dragging her through the park um as we go. It's funny too, man, because it's it is a speed walk cuz they're like, "Please walk." Yes. And you're just, you know, you get that little You ever watch professional speed walking? Oh yeah. <laughs> they have the goofiest like booty shake yeah. like of all time, you know, whenever they're doing it. So, uh yeah, my favorite attraction, if I'm heading over to Universal, I typically walk it. Um the only reason we do city or do uh, islands first is because we want to rope drop, you know, Hagrid's yeah. or Velocicoaster. 
like one of those newer attractions. But typically, I'll, we'll walk back back and forth. I really like when they have the cut through open, oh, really? which is a nice little secret that you can you can cut through from Seuss Landing uh, straight over to Minions. Pretty much is where you come out at. Um, you go, you come in, you come out right by uh, Blue Man Group and all that kind of stuff. So that's um, that's that, that's I, one I didn't know about. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic. It's not open all the time. It's got to be a busier time. But it really helps because you can cut in between the two parks. Now, let me preface this with if you're wanting to go between parks, you do have to have a two-park uh, ticket. You cannot have a, you know, it's got to be a park-to-park ticket. Yeah. So that's a, that's a huge, huge part. And we'll get into the details of ticketing and, and we'll get into uh, planning and, we'll, you know, all that fun stuff in future episodes. This is more of just an introductory, getting to know us, getting to know our likes and dislikes with Universal, in, you know, as a whole. Um, but over in, whenever I get there over in universal, I've got to tell you my favorite attraction is one that you might not expect. Really? And that's men in black. Really? I am going to go ahead and say it right now. I'm the greatest men in black, uh, agent in the history (laughs) of mankind or, 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 uh, or alien kind either. Yeah. I will not only spot anyone on here 300,000 points but I'll shoot left-handed <laughs> and I'm right-handed all right and I'll put a uh I'll put a, I'll put a, a a pint at Finnegan's on the line how about that oh, so boy. when you and I go together uh, we're going we're going to rock out some I'll, black. I'll be buying a pint is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> it makes Katie so mad man it makes her so she's like how do you do this because I'm awesome. Yeah. Because I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I challenge anyone out there. So get a hold of us, and we, uh, you know, if, if you're in the parks, I'll, we can meet up. I'll challenge you to some minute black. So that's my favorite attraction. Uh, what is yours when you head over to Universal? Uh, you know, I really like Escape from Gringotts, uh, mm-hmm. but I really like the Mummy too. Like yeah, those, the Mummy's great. Those are two of my favorites. I think um, there's. I think there's just so many rides there that, you know, I, I can definitely go on. The one that I said, I, there is a ride that I will not can ride. Can I guess it? Go ahead. Can I guess it? Is it something that's playing over my left shoulder? <laughs> Maybe. Simpsons? It is, yeah. I have a hard time with Simpsons, yeah. too. I, and I don't know if that's just because it's an older ride. And I think the one time that I did go on it, it was right after lunch. And it did, like, all I could say is if that ride was, like, 60 seconds longer, it was not going to end well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was tough. <laughs> uh, it stinks too because I am a massive, massive Simpsons fan. Yeah. Like, I always, you know, you'll ask, you'll be hanging with your friends. You're like, if you were stranded on a desert island, what food would you have? You know, you always like have that game you've played in the past. For me, if I ask people, you're stranded on a desert island, what show would you have? You can only have one show for eternity. You can, you know, you you can't watch anything else. It's the only series you could have. Dan, what would be yours? By the way, you know, I'm not really a TV show guy. Really? I mean, I like I don't have any like shows. Are that you I, movies guy? Yeah, I like movies. Like so, like if you give me Disney Plus, and I could just watch you know movies, Marvel movies, Disney movies, and all the other movies they have on there, I'd be good. Okay, gotcha. but if I, so I guess for, you know what, if I have to pick one show, it'd probably be Friends. I love Friends. <laughs> you and I should do Friends trivia sometime because <laughs> I, I I love Friends. Uh, but for me, it's Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, look, it's I mean I, I watch it every single day. My nine-year-old and I—that's that's our jam. Like that's what we do—is is yeah. watch Simpsons. She quotes her life in Simpsons episodes. <laughs> like something will happen to her, and she's like, "Oh, look, it's like Sideshow Bob," and you know, and so she does that. Um, 
so yeah, I have a hard time with Simpsons too. I do like Green Gods, and I'm really excited for what they're gonna do to Mummy. You know, Mummy's down, yeah. and uh, it will be back up. But I'm excited to see what the refurb is. I hope, I hope they don't change too much, yeah. because it's one of those that really I don't think needs a lot, and it, it could really go with some upgrades as far as like projections and effects. But I really hope they don't touch some of the scenes that are in there because they're really good. And Elma, you know what? You know what's weird? Universal has some attractions that I think are so iconic and so beloved by the, you know, universal fandom out there that you should never touch them. It's a lot like Disney as well. Yeah. You know, there's some that should just never be touched. You talk about ET, ET should never be touched. Yeah. What a- is that a must do for you when you go? Uh, I, I'll tell you that it is, but I don't do it every time I go. Okay. You know, and especially if it's your first time there, then yeah, absolutely. You got to, you got to go on ET. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about, before we start to close up this first episode, let's talk a little bit about um, different festivals and also Halloween Horror Nights in particular. Um, you ever been there during Christmas to Universal? I have not. It's a great, it's fantastic. The trees, um, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, really, really enjoy it. Uh, you get the Macy's Parade uh, that comes through. Uh, the, it was funny because when they first reopened from COVID, they didn't do the parade. And one of my favorite things to watch in the parade is the people who guide the balloons because they had to have been drill instructors in the past. They're like, right, left, you know, like just screaming at these poor people. And so Riley and I just die laughing at that. But during COVID, once they reopened, they actually just put the balloons and the floats into one of the sound stages. And then you walked in and you were able to see them and walk through and Santa was at the end, you know, kind of elevated and you were able to get your picture. Uh, but this year they actually brought back the parade. So you had the parade going through, which was really nice. Uh, made it a lot of fun. And so we enjoy Christmas. Um, have you ever done Mardi Gras? I have not. Okay. Let's, this is going on right now as we speak. It's better than food and wine. Really? Mic drop. I'm Stop out. Stop it. It's better than food and wine. Really? Here's why. Now I'm intrigued. Here's why. The price point is... Fantastic! If you go to Food and Wine at Epcot, you're spending a lot. Of- does Food and Wine does Food and Wine have more options? Hundred yeah. percent, they have more. Am I going to eat fifty percent of them? Hell no, not touching it. Right? Yeah. At, for example, last year's Mardi Gras, as an annual pass holder, for sixty five dollars, I was able to get a lanyard, and with that lanyard, I got fifteen items from any of their booths. That's crazy. If you're one annual pass holder, you got ten items for sixty five. But still, that's six fifty an item. Yeah, and the portions are huge. That includes alcohol. Really? Yeah. No kidding. That that that's a great deal. I mean, you, you will never see that at Disney. No, you also get the parade coming back this year. You know, they had the floats out last year. They throw beads. Riley, I'd explained to my nine year old about. <laughs> beads that was a fun conversation um and then she goes well do i have to do it now i'm like no you don't have to do it ever okay let's let's dial it in Uh here kid all right (laughs) just wave and say hi and they'll throw you some beads um she didn't want to ride anything she was just like all right cool i'm going to uh i'm I'm gonna collect as many beads as i can and she she absolutely loved it so mardi gras great they have stilt walkers they have performers it's a blast man it's so much fun um but last but not least I know you this past year finally, yes, finally knocked it off the list and did Halloween Horror Nights. So let's talk about our history with Halloween Horror Nights because we both have very different histories. Sure. So it'll be interesting because you and I can go back and forth about 
you know, what was it like in the past to what is it like now to what do we expect in the future? You went to Halloween Horror Nights. You came to the one directly following COVID. Yes. Um, so a little bit of a different experience than what we've seen in the past. But give me your first impressions of HHN. I mean, I loved it. Uh, I, I want to go again this fall. You know, hopefully we can get a group, big group to go down there. Yeah. I think it would be a fantastic adult trip for sure. Just because, again, like, it, it was different this year, as you explained to me. But still, like, you know... I liked everything about it, you know, from it, it's similar to Disney festivals. Like you said, it, you know, you have all your food booths, you have different drink booths where you have different kinds of beers and alcoholic drinks that you can get all throughout the night. Um, I thought the haunted houses were great. The only downside is because of COVID it was maybe, maybe not as scary, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still loved it. My, my, my 15 year old who came with me, he probably enjoyed the fact that it wasn't as scary cause he was still scared out of his mind. But, you know, I, I could I could have done with a couple more jump scares. <laughs> yeah, so we've seen a transition with, with HHN over the last decade. I've been going for the last 20 years um, to Halloween Horror Nights, and it used to be very adult. Yeah. It used to be very intimidating and scary. And, yes, is it still scary at times? It is. But now, over the last 10 years, especially from 20 to 30, this was the 30th, we saw it turn into more of storytelling yeah. over the last 10 years and putting you into these really like movie sets, yeah. you know, and, and worlds, you know, with the IPs they brought in and then the original designs that they that they created. And it is less scary. I will say this, too. You know, you still had people wearing masks like as, as performers. Um, there was still some plexiglass in certain places that, that you dealt with, which gives away the jump scare, sure. you know, initially. So but that should be probably it, it is, gone this year, you think, huh? They'll be gone. Yeah, yeah they'll be gone this year. Yeah. So you're I think we're going to be back to completely normal with HHN this year, which is I'm so ready for, which makes it more terrifying. Sure. You know, you don't know what's coming because you don't see anything. Yeah. And, and, There's no plexiglass to give it away. And my other complaint too is like again, if you if the crowds are big and you're grouped together, it's it's hard to not see where that scare's coming because if you're 10, 15 feet behind, but you could see in front of you. Sometimes you see where those scares are coming. So hopefully they will hold people back again. So that way you can kind of go in smaller groups. I think that's gone for good. You think so, so that they used to do that. They used to send you in in, in like groups of 8 to 10 yeah. to 12. And now because the event has become so popular, yeah. now because we were running up three, four, five hour waits for houses. Yeah, that's crazy. Because even think about it, now they don't hold people back, and you still have certain houses that'll hit a hundred twenty minute wait. Yeah. But it's the importance of I. So I did it twice this past year, and um, I'll do it at least twice this you know coming up year, if not more. And one of the times it was uh, my wife and I, and we did we we just we've kind of got it down to a science on how to do HHN yeah. and how to knock out houses. We did fourteen houses now, but we were busting our ass the entire time. Sure. Like we were there from, you know, early getting in the holding pins, knocking out two, three houses, you know, right in the first hour and then just go, 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 go until one, two in the morning. I remember I was yelling at her because I was trying to get 15 houses. I was like, push. <laughs> like, if you tell me to push one more time, I'm leaving you. And I was like, come on, let's do this. Um, then I went back three weeks later and I did the um, express pass. Yeah. Look. It costs, I think, like 130 bucks for the Express Pass. Yeah, it's expensive. 
I did all 10 houses plus extras and was able to have a beer, yeah. watch the show, uh, you know, do all that fun stuff. I mean, so, yeah, if it's in the budget, that is definitely the way to go because you're going to enjoy yourself more. You can see more of the sights. You can have more, you know, downtime to have a couple of drinks or have some of the, the awesome food that they have there. So, I mean, heck yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward. Hopefully you and I get to do HHN, like you said, together this year. Maybe we can get a group of people to come down with us and uh, we'll put together a package and where everyone can, uh, you know, be there and we'll do some on-site, you know, uh, stuff. Maybe we'll do a VIP tour. Yeah. A bunch of us. Uh, we'll do HHN together and uh, we'll have an absolute blast. Um, look, this was an introductory, introductory uh, kind of episode to bring back Universal Unleashed to the YDF Media uh, Productions family of shows. Uh, I got to mention our other shows too. Of course, you have DDP Today, formerly the Disney Does Podcast. We have rebranded that. Same show, just different name, DDP Today. You also have DDP Today News with Cat Dupree. Uh, that is coming out. You got Split Stays with Joe Q uh, talking about different resorts around Walt Disney property. You have the Away With Me Travel Podcast with Dan, myself, and Jamie talking about di- uh, travel destinations around the world. Um, different stuff you can do from cruise lines uh, to sandals and beaches and pretty much anywhere you want to go. Um, and then, of course, inside the DDP Today family, you've also got Walking with Walt Season 2, uh, um, Disney 8 Season 2. Um, lots of fun stuff there. So, Dan, I'm super excited about bringing back Universal Unleashed. I love Universal. Yeah. And uh, I want to get your closing thoughts on this episode and kind of what you're looking forward to talk about in the future. Oh, I'm, I'm glad we're, we're bringing this back. I'm really excited. I mean, let's be honest. You are the Universal guru here. You're the go-to guy. So I'm just going to be kind of the... I guess maybe the pretty face in the background, but no, oh, wow, we're in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I can't wait to talk about the resorts, the parks. I really am excited about Halloween Horror Nights coming up this year, so I I'm just really excited to move forward. Yeah, and I'm expecting to get some house uh, or not house announcements, but kind of some house rumors sooner than later. It's, yeah. We're getting to that time of year where we should start to get some few rumors coming out yeah. of of maybe what's coming and what we expect and and all that good stuff. So. Be interesting if we maybe get. Uh, we had Leatherface last year, so I don't expect you know Netflix had the new, uh, the new Leatherface, the new uh, um, uh, what's he called? Um, I've gone, I've gone stupid. Text Chainsaw Massacre. That's Leatherface. And right? Leatherface, yeah. yeah. And uh, I couldn't think of the name oh. of the movie. I went, I went just dumb for a minute. Uh, for a minute, it's been longer than that. Um, but I don't expect that to be back. But it's fun to watch properties and figure out. Oh, are we gonna get this? Like, are we gonna get this? What's popular? What's not popular? And uh, try to figure out what IPs they're bringing in. And then, you know, it's always great. I my favorite houses throughout the last you know two decades have been the original houses. Have been the ideas that Universal Creative thinks up. Yeah. And puts in there. You know, when the great Mike Aiello was was the creative director for HHN. He's now moved on as is a creative director from the brand new Epic Universe. You know, park uh, the third. The, what I'm gonna call it the third gate. At Universal, so um, but still, we've got some amazing uh, minds and creators with HHN still, and I'm really hoping to maybe have one or two of them on in the future to chat a little bit about what you know, you know, maybe after HHN, what they're what they were most excited about creating the houses, how they turned out compared to how you know they kind of had thought them up at the beginning and asked those questions. So really excited to have some guests on and uh, really dive into some Universal uh, ideas and shows in the future as we go in-depth with Universal Unleashed. Dan, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, really looking forward to uh, the future. This show will be coming out about every two to three weeks. We'll try to do a show, sure. have it out to you guys, and uh, we'll have lots of fun with it. And I will post with this show. If you scroll down, of course, you can find all the links to all the other shows, but also you can go ahead and click 
um, our email address and send us any ideas, maybe your questions you have, and we can uh, talk about those on the show as well. So, Dan, closing words for the Universal Unleashed family. Uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, moving forward here and, uh, and talking Universal on a regular basis. This is going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, and like I said, with you being the Universal Guru, I'm even going to learn a little bit on this show too. So I'm looking forward to it. Yep, looking forward to it, buddy. For everyone else, have an awesome day, and we will see you in the parks. See you later. This has been YDF Media Productions.